0: Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today.
2: For me, like, when I hear my partner say that I look good and, like, all the things, it makes me feel really wanted and, like, designed. Anyone on the street can tell you that you look good trying no. to in your pants. No, I've already had sex with That's it, yeah,
1: done.
3: That's You're on my board, good. done.
1: to the Real Recap, it's week three on Married at First Sight Australia. This podcast is brought to you by the team of the spin-off, which is me, Jane Yee, also Duncan Grieve, hello. Kia And Alex Casey. Hello. Uh, if we sound like we're doing a landline call overseas to <laughs> overseas people <laughs> in 1994, it's because uh, we're in three different locations. None of us that we're aware of have Omicron, but we're just, we're just being cautious at the moment. Okay, anyway. I would like to invite you to rate and review and share this podcast with literally everyone you know. I'm sure you're not busy. Uh, And if you want to join in the conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash realpodcorner. And we're on Instagram at the Spinoff Podcast Network. Let's get into the meat of it. We're starting to see some real villain behavior coming out from some of our people that we didn't realize might have been villains to start with. And of course, the villains that we knew all along were villains are still being villainy, but we'll go with the commitment ceremony first. Um, Selena and Cody, I think that the thing that bugged me about these two, well, not so much them, but the experts just did not take him to task on what he said
2: at all. Do you mean in the commitment ceremony or in the commitment, to, Yeah, right. in the
1: commitment ceremony yeah. when he says, you know, um, he basically was like, oh, it's just a communication error. I'm just not, not very good at comms. And I just want to say, while he was delivering his I'm not very good at comms speech, did a wonderful job of communicating it. Did it? So I don't buy that. Yeah, I think he's good at comms. I think it's fine. I think it's just like a handy little excuse for being racist.
3: I I mean, I think he has really bad comms when he was sitting next to her going, it's killing me that I can't hold her hand. (laughs) It's like, she's right there, you know? (laughs) You can do whatever you want. They, uh, of course, referring to the
1: fact that he said at the end of last week's run that uh, he part of the reason he didn't find her attractive was because she's Asian. Um, he did quite a, a decent backpedal on it all. He felt under pressure at the time. He didn't mean what, like it just came out wrong uh, and what have you. He's, I think, better at comms than I am at this point. But anyway, they both said stay, stay. Uh, Tamara and Brent, this was an interesting one because they had been getting on quite well, but then at the commitment ceremony, John asked Tamara straight, Is he enough for you? And she's like, I
3: don't know, yes. And they both said stay, but the damage was done. Brent said he needed a shot of whiskey afterwards and he looked real pissed yeah, off.
1: Yeah. Uh, Olivia and Jackson are, are perfect, stay, stay. Mitch and Ella, everything's fine. Mitch just needs to get a bit deeper, stay, stay. Jack and Dominica, well, we, we all know they all stay. No one goes home. Jack and Dominica, starting to see some cracks showing. Anthony and Celine are an absolute train wreck at the commitment ceremony. And,
3: uh, hold San on, and on Al- hold on, hold on. We need to talk about Celine's <laughs> tiny stay the tiniest stay for mm-hmm. ads yes. yeah, yeah. ever committed oh, yes. to a piss of papyrus I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> why do
1: people do this? Like why do they make some <laughs> try to make writing leave or stay some sort of thing more than it is? It's just like ads an unnecessary tension to things. It's
3: hilarious.
1: I know I'm talking about a show that's, like, packed with tension, but it is very funny that they kind of, like, just try and get the boot. Like, I'm staying, but not very much. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like Andrew's 1% stay. But the thing is, it's it's similar to, like, you know, like, the ranking how hot the other ones are. It's, <laughs> <task, which laughs> like, the most transparently, like, pure evil, no justification for it um, task that the experts set where, like, if you're going to do either of those things, you just do that thing. Any attempt to sort of take the edge off it only makes the fact of staying like just terrible for you
3: mm, and for your mm, partner exactly. for the whole
2: week. And uh, and yet they still persist.
3: They still stay.
2: In teeny tiny light lighting, uh, <laughs> Yeah,
1: Holly and Andrew, I have a question for you guys. Uh-huh. If you kiss during sex, does that count
3: as kissing? <laughs> me. Well he said there was no tongue involved. Which raises yeah. a whole so lot of questions. Little pecks, right. he said. Little pecks during sex. Little pecks.
1: <laughs> Is that like so could you theoretically kiss someone outside the bounds of your relationship with little pecs? And it doesn't count. Like, that doesn't count according to Andrew. Like you'd kiss a grandma type thing. Oh, my God. Okay, this is a whole <laughs> new realm. <laughs> a little peck. Um A little peck. Uh They're obviously just such a hot mess, but I did love uh, him writing Leave, Crossing It Out, putting Stay in tribute to our dear friend Gonzo from last season who did the same thing with Melissa. the the leave stay and (sighs) you know that that created drama then and uh, let's see if this creates drama this week
3: okay into the week shout out to Al for doing the Superman S another important stay from Al he did the Superman S on his card oh he did the Superman S which
1: I think we I I do believe we've seen that
3: before but everything is new to Al Literally, literally everything. Is
2: new. Literally everything. <laughs> I just, I just, just quickly on Holly and Andrew. I did enjoy um, Alessandra, the sexologist, the what what's in it, what's a clinical sexologist, um, ripping into him. Like her first season, I thought she was a bit sort of inconsequential, but she's sort of stepping up to the streets in this this year and and is sort of owning people. And like, I thought. Yeah, she's actually having quite a profound impact on some of these relationships. Mm. Quite good. Like she's um, also Holly did an amazing impression impression of her, which was quite uncanny. I did did.
1: the most amazing impression of her. We'll get to that
3: because she's an actress. (laughs) I know,
1: I know. So much (laughs) to say about Holly and Andrew, but we'll start with Selena and Cody. Yeah. Really, the only things of note for me with these guys is that they had two vacuums in their suite. Mm. Uh, That. That seems...
2: Like the right number of vac- vacuums, I reckon.
3: In, a, in the little hotel room, though. One apiece. Were they the same vacuum? Exactly the same. They were smaller. Is there a chance they borrowed one because they had to vacuum up all his <laughs> horrible hair? Oh. Absolutely there's a
1: chance. It just, it just seems unnecessary. Why were they not filming on her birthday? All the coverage of her birthday stuff was just stuff that they'd shot on their cell phones, Mm. which, you know, leads me to believe, like, there are shoot days and there are non-shoot days. There must be so much that happens in those days that we don't see. Mm. Like, for example, Selena having a lovely birthday and Cody just showering her with, like, flowers and cakes and lovely things.
3: I don't know. I think that they missed something here because they used – Because he got that haircut, there's, like, massive continuity errors. I don't know if you noticed. He had, like, his bad hair when he was writing the letter to her, which makes me think the letter was from Confessions Week last week
1: when he wrote all about his
3: trauma and his horrible, you know, like, he lost a lot of people in his his teens. But he had long hair when he was writing that letter, and it came after he'd had a haircut. That makes so much sense. Why else would he be writing her a letter in intimacy? It makes no sense. Letters... Letters aren't sexy. You're not sexy at
2: no. all. I wonder. I wonder if that seems totally scans right because if the the racism thing happened and then they made up through the him writing this letter that kind of healed their relationship, that doesn't give them the big cliffhanger. So they sort mm. of broke it in two and put the the letter in the subsequent week. And man, that's interesting because I thought this week, as much as obviously like. No excuse, and it was, it was a really unpleasant thing. Watching them and uh, Celine and Anthony kind of come out of what seemed like a totally irrecoverable tailspin has, has been quite... You know, it's normally about this time it starts to really curdle and turn for the toxic relationships, and to have two of them sort of heal is quite sweet.
1: Yeah, it has been pleasant, and I'm just baffled that we have been doing this for however many years, and yet we're still surprised that things are edited in a way that's different than perhaps it played out in
3: real life. It's just the brazenness, I guess, of it that they were like, "We just have to do it. It doesn't even matter." Like that is here is different.
2: <laughs> yeah, what matters is good TV show. Yeah, you know?
1: I don't know if you've noticed the audio like voiceover cuts. There's like a lot of Frankenbiting going on. Like yeah. there's a lot of dirty edits, mm. and they're just not even trying anymore to make it look like it's seamless. Mm.
3: But that's fine. We'll still watch it. Can we talk about the Nair cream on the bum crack? Yes. Because that yes. is Definitely intimacy. On a level... That is really intimate. Unknown to a brand new couple.
2: <laughs> but I couldn't be that intimate. I couldn't allow anyone to be that. <laughs> like, I don't understand how that's happening. Like, that—that—that that, that is a crazy thing to do as a couple at any stage, let alone mm. when you've been together... For about ten days. Surely
1: it was just the top kind of a little tufty tuft, it wasn't she? Wasn't getting right I down. Know, he in there. Was like, seemed, I know it seemed like mm. it, but I
2: don't know. Seems very back second crack, you know. <laughs>
1: Maybe it's easier to do it on someone who you barely know than it is to do it with someone who you've lived with for years and years, and you know all their toilet habits, you know. Maybe, maybe what you what you don't know is an advantage
2: think, in this situation. I think you just have to guess that they're going to have toilet habits. It's an inevitability at this point.
3: Maybe <laughs> she just is like she's so comfortable with hair it doesn't really matter to her where it is.
1: Yeah, it's just it's a natural it's a natural progression, right? Try. Do, the Try on the hair, do the hair on the head, do here on the bum, the
3: bum here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, Tamara and Brent have. Fallen apart at the seams in such a, like, huge way. They had a massive argument about the commitment ceremony and her saying that he might not be good enough. She's just, the jury's out on that. He is proper upset, rips off his mic, walks out. Um, They don't speak. Next morning, Tamara wakes up with perfectly curled Mm. hair in a beautiful little minty green outfit, and no one looks like that in the morning. Literally... No one looks like that in the morning. So I would like to posit they film the wake-ups like whenever, whenever the shooting, like they might come in at two in the afternoon, but wait, we, have to, we have to film your, your wake-up now. And they go back to bed and they close the curtains. Mm.
3: We know this because that's why when I did some investigative journalism a year or two ago on why all the men wear board shorts, that's why. Because they just pick them up in the middle of the day and they're like, all right, pop back to bed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that because, again, my brain is a sieve. But there you go. There was more evidence. Uh, But they also did a lot of, like, like, talking head stuff where cutting back and forth with her wearing the minty green outfit and then another outfit entirely making it sound like it was all one conversation and it really really wasn't they make up for a moment <laughs> they make up then they they have a intimacy hug and she hates it she literally pushes him away at the end of it That's and it's sad. just sad these guys had looked like they were gonna get there and now i don't know it's just gonna it's uphill and down
3: dale i'd love a melty hug Melty hug with Brent seems like a lovely time.
2: It's really interesting the extent to which like kissing and hugging are like major problems for some couple halves in this thing, like like to to a quite surprising extent. I
1: think kissing for five minutes is a long time. Is it with a
3: camera crew?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Watch yeah. your well, Mitch. Mitch. Yeah. With them here. I quite like Mitch. Um, you know the the way that he's becoming quite hostile to the whole. Things. I didn't realise there were going to be people yeah. around all the time. I didn't realise this was on TV. Suddenly
3: mega
1: prude. <laughs> if you call back to how he was set up at the beginning, he was set up as the cynic, but there wasn't that much that was cynical about him, you know, in the early episodes. And now obviously we're seeing it start to play out. So I can only assume that that's going to be his narrative for the rest of the season is kind of getting impatient with the fact that he's on the tally and, and
3: agreed to do this tally show and hating everything about it. Can't wait. I wonder, oh, are we talking about them yet? I wondered if it was because, I don't know if you noticed that he had sort of had a mega TV breakout across his jaw and I wondered if that played into his anxiety because I wouldn't want to do oh. a five-minute make-out if I was dealing with, you know, an eruption of that sort. And also,
1: <laughs> he knows that when when someone's shooting an eruption, uh, uh, sorry, because <laughs> they're going to capture the eruption, they're going to be close-ups, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good point, Alex. Thank you.
3: God, you're so good at this. Thank you.
2: But counterpoint, he was wearing a lovely turtleneck, which would also have inevitably been captured. Yeah,
3: I knew you'd like that. God, he looks good in it. <laughs> but I wonder if that's because he had boils on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we, we'll do. We'll
1: cover the dinner party stuff at the end all in one whack. Should we do that?
2: Just just, just last thing on Brent is that he's starting to, you know, he seemed to be the calm one in Tamara, the sort of highly strung... Um, sort of one who needed civilising kind of thing. And now he's starting to seem completely crazy. Like, like it does seem that he... He does not seem to dispute the fact that he was asked to turn the TV down Mm -hmm. um, and reacted the way he did. And I think maybe he said something about having to change the time he went to the gym. Some real, real like, that seems fine type stuff. And he's absolutely popping off.
1: I think... uh, I think that the the deep psychology on that would be that... He, you know, this underlying theme that he's not good enough is that all of those things probably bite a little bit more uh, than they would regularly when you know you're loved and appreciated, you know? If you know that someone thinks you're maybe not good enough, then every little criticism suddenly becomes a very big criticism and then it builds up and you explode, mm. as we saw at the dinner party. But anyway, livian Jackson, I mean, what's to say here? Nothing much, except for that he's got cocoa Pop Sundies. Does he? Yeah. When they, when they started getting frisky and bearded, he threw off his undies and they were Coco Pop's undies.
2: So I've got this much notes, a whole screen's worth of notes for Holly and Andrew. For Liv and Jackson, I've got one quote, <laughs> and it's, We're having a lot of sex. It's not a competition, but if it was, we're winning, um, which was actually from the dinner party. But I mean, there's nothing to say about them. They're just they're just crushing it, and they, everyone else says a couple goals about them, and it's obviously true. And it's the only thing I feel is, I. And worried about what might happen to me emotionally if something were to happen to them emotionally.
1: Yeah. Mm. That's the only
2: thing to say about them.
1: That that is nerve wracking. I think that um, what's interesting and kind of unicorny about them is whilst they are a very happy, loving couple, like lo- there's nothing going wrong. They're also like super sexed up. Mm. And that's something that when you look at like Jules and Cam, who were similar but not sex- sexed up openly on camera, uh, same with like Angel and Brett from the New Zealand version of the show, these nice lovely couples are often, I'm not saying they don't get frisky, but they
3: don't necessarily like talk about it
1: a lot, whereas these two are just horn dogs and also lovely at the same time.
3: Mm. What a treat. There's a fatal flaw coming, I can feel it. I think their days are numbered. Oh, the, uh, please don't say it. Please don't
1: say <laughs> it. I, I, I
2: think you're right. I think you're right.
3: So,
1: Mitch and Ella, we kind of already went uh, went there with them. Uh, she she wants kissing, by the way, in the bedroom. She wants that kind of intimacy, and he wants noise, confidence, and foreplay. Top
2: three. <laughs> the, noise <laughs> noise. the noise, was just so <laughs> brutal. <laughs> and she, he's just quite. He can be quite cruel to her in a way that um, makes him. Margin less attractive, which is you it know. makes him
1: quite a lot less attractive, mm. and I'm really nervous because the way that she has responded so far has been she's kind of just uh, back down, yeah, which is really uh, it frightens me for what's to come because I feel like he'll just keep going and going, you know because he
2: he did do a, like almost like a mini Andrew where he was like, you know. I'm used to other women who are way more confident in the bedroom. It's just like very hard to come back from that because then you're sort of scrutinising yeah. all of your performance yeah. and mm, yeah, no good.
1: Uh, Jack and Dominica. So while uh, Jackson has Coco Pops undies, Dominica has Vegemite pajamas and a Vegemite tattoo on her arm and, and Vegemite, Vegemite, Vegemite slippers.
2: slippers. There's just she loves the yeast. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs>
3: They're just mad for a brekkie. They're mad for a brekkie.
1: Do you know what? Speaking of brekkie, it sounds like some sort of radio, breakfast radio stunt where they're like, you know, our sponsors, might come aboard. They're going to give you $10,000 if you wear their pyjama slippers mm. and get the tattoo and, and yes. wear it on maths. So that's my theory. Um, these two are starting to wobble. He's not jumping her bones the way that she'd like him to. Some weeks he's happy to have sex 10
3: times, some weeks none. She Dang. wants to have sex every moment, by the sounds of things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Apart from when she's having her Vegemite in the morning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think she would say, sometimes I'm having Vegemite and I'm horny. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> Nothing's off the table. I She really uh, was amazing at pole dancing. Mm. Got to have done that yeah. before, right? Mm, I think so. And uh, he, he loved it. If I did pole dancing... That would make someone never want to touch me ever again.
2: <laughs> I can't imagine that's a true I would true
1: die if, that, if I was given that <laughs> as an intimacy week task. <laughs> probably would actually die. Like, probably would land on my head, <laughs> oh my split God.
3: open... <laughs> I think we should try it, Jane.
2: <laughs> yeah, that does feel like a real pod activity waiting to happen. Um I love Dom as a character so much. She's so quotable. Mm. Her I'm a woman who bleeds monthly was iconic phrase. And the I was menstruating and I was horny. And like like the when she was interrogating him about his his sleeping with his ex and, and they're like she she just She's got sort of All of the normal kind of like Ways that people skirt around These things Like To to try and find a different way Of sort of explaining Why they're ed. And she's just like Why does she need to be your friend Like the whole (laughs) That whole conversation Was just so amazing It's not good relationship stuff But it's amazing
1: He, He was like Oh we just didn't have The romance between us We didn't have that intimacy That's why we broke up And then she's like so you slept with her afterwards. Like, what the fuck? Like, that makes no sense. I just, she should be a lawyer. She's not letting anything slide, you know?
3: I get it. Um, I would be, I would go, I would flip out if I found that out, I think.
2: So <laughs> an <30s> Italian woman.
3: <laughs> it's Italian. <laughs> you know? <laughs> would you really? I would. I'm a, but I'm a psycho. <laughs>
1: I just feel like if it's happened like well before your time before you knew anyone you know breakups can be complicated no, sometimes they can
3: uh... I get I'm angry at Joe <laughs> always for doing things with anyone before he met me <laughs> and if I oh. die he has to stare at a photo of me until he dies <laughs> this is <it's> not <laughs> the rules. first time we've heard you say this them's <laughs> and before it seemed like a joke <laughs> and now it seems like the best oh, I love this I think you guys need to get in front of the experts when they talk about dry sex in the Kia Cerato <laughs> oh, and she got sore knees and she got sore she knees she got carpet yeah. burn on her knees tell me how that
1: happens I so need to specific. know it's just so specific is a Kia Cerato what kind of vehicle is that
2: that's like a sedan I think okay
1: so it's not like a people mover or a no okay yeah so so tell me this where is the the footwell room to get down on your knees onto the carpet
2: I think I think if you racked back the front side passenger Especially she's a wee thing. She's yeah, probably five foot nothing, you know? It's just a guess.
1: Okay, well <laughs> Okay, case closed. Um Anthony and Celine, unbelievable recovery this week. How did this happen? I just thought I thought they were packing up and going home. She said like she regretted saying stay after the commitment ceremony. And uh, I thought that at that moment that was going to be the end of them. But then she she messages him. No, hang on.
3: First of all, they do the eye, the looking into each other's eyes. Which is so funny. I loved how he channeled the rusty vibes thinking that it was a staring contest and said... Yes, <laughs> said totally. ...Celine was actually blinking a lot, much more she
1: than me. She was blinking know, She was blinking so much that I think for the three minutes or whatever, however long they have to look into each other's eyes... I think she was only looking for half of it like her eyes were were pretty much closed for the other half mm. for all the blinking.
2: But it was it was very funny the way like it was super saline, the fact that her commentary on this intimate exercise was he he has brown eyes but then they're not as brown in the middle and they were watering a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just like this so intimate. <laughs> you know she's so in the in the moment.
1: It's a bit like when she did her confession letter last week and she talked about having her child, and it was, like, a big traumatic moment. And I'm sure that it kind of, you know, that it was, but the way that she retold it was extremely clinical. Mm. Like, and then they took him, and then I, you know, didn't get to see him till the next day, and this is, that is why I am the way I am. It was just, it was weird. Anyway, uh, they had a three-minute cuddle. Lovely, her hair smelled, smelled nice, which I imagined it would. I did think she has mm. got the kind of hair that looks like it smells delicious, Mate <laughs> or such. Uh, and then there was the message exchanged. I don't know if you guys paused on his message inbox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can steal this man's identity from what Whoa. was shown in the previews uh, of the preview messages in his
3: inbox. What do you got, Alex? Well, the first thing is the text from someone called Dane Maths saying, let me uh-huh. know when you're ready for gym sesh. <laughs> yes. He's getting friendly with the crew. He's getting you know? friendly with the crew. <laughs> and we had a negative a COVID test result from that morning. And there was like a package, like yeah, your delivery is arrived. Right. There was
1: a package. Yeah. There was Coles. It was Coles online. And then it gives a pin number, a pin number to uh, to log in. <laughs> really? And also the. the um, well,
2: We should have. We've got. To log in and order him some stuff. The Cole,
1: the the coals. Sorry, the COVID test has his uh, his full name and his birth date on it as well. It's amazing. So I feel like there's there's enough there to I don't know. To become it, become it. Tender coming <laughs> in. It's a new podcast coming to <laughs> spin off podcast network. Okay, um, she invites him over. No, she invites him back to move in, which is amazing. Well, yeah, and then and gives then him then a
2: spray gives tan in it. Spray tan tent thing. Is that
1: what she does for a crust? I can't remember what her crust is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now I'm thinking that she's a beautician
3: of some sort. You've got all that paraphernalia with you. <laughs> I'd love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, who was she bringing that for? Herself? Because yeah. you don't...
2: don't
1: you do it? You, you Can you self-tan in a tent? Well, the sprayer feels like you'd get very
3: uneven coverage.
1: Mm. Was she hoping one of the other ladies would tan her for all, all men? Her husband, perhaps? I imagine Crew? probably
3: Dominica's makeup artist, Selena, hairdresser, they can probably work on it together.
1: Uh, also, Selena can wax your bum crack for you. Oh, well, exactly. So many many options. They should start up a little side hustle. No, it wasn't wax. Weeks. It which wasn't
3: wax. I would just like to point out was it was the um, the disgusting smelling near hair removal cream, which <laughs> I know nothing about. Sounds
1: like something like you shouldn't you shouldn't be putting <laughs> on your skin. Sounds like it's going to burn you to a crisp. Smells like it shouldn't be on your bum. Sounds like it
2: sounds like ba- baby foot for your butt, buddy foot. Baby butt. <laughs>
1: The thing with near the thing with near is it's akin ultimately, as the, the, the effect of it is akin to shaving, right? So you're getting all those blunt little hairs growing back at the same rate that will all be spiking your bum cheeks. Like waxing would be a preferred option because they come through when they're ready and they come out tapered so it's, you know. <laughs> tapered? It's just what I would assume. <laughs> That's my take. Um... Why was she wearing white? That is mental. I am more upset about this than I should be, given I don't wash her clothes. <laughs> Who does a spray tan wearing
3: white? A professional. That's
2: just, you. That's yeah, her out. <laughs> Anthony I love Anthony. I
3: love I Anthony too. A, nice a
1: really good he's a really he's a really uh, really good dude, isn't he? Okay, Samantha and Al, Al drinks off milk. Four, Four days, days off, out. Which, by my standard is too too far off. And he says it's fine till it's curdled. Sounds like something my mum would say.
2: Elle um, <laughs> is so cute. He is,
1: I fucking love him. I thought he crazy. was going to be the guy that we're laughing at the whole way through, and I just adore him. He's so
3: clueless. It's very hard to hate <laughs> him.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you can feel like hell. Sam likes him for the exact same reasons. Like, there's just this, like... Pure sort of 14 year old puppy, 14 year old boy puppy dog kind of energy about him. He's keen to learn. He just knows nothing of being an adult.
3: Nothing Nothing at at all. all. When she got annoyed, when she got
2: annoyed at him because it seemed
3: like she maybe. Kissed him and was sort of suggestive and went to mm. bed thinking he would follow. And he was like, he didn't pick up the hint because he was, quote, unquote, watching a movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's busy. And
3: he's it made busy. me think, what movie would have been captivating Al so much that he would have not picked up on those clothes? Like
2: Transformers, Age of Extinction.
1: <laughs> he's scared to take the lead um, because of... You know, there were some awkward moments where he tried to kiss on the honeymoon and so on and
2: it was like flat I out rejected. He got rejected at the room a lot, yeah. yeah.
1: But now she's kind of saying, I want you to touch me and here is how and here is where and here is for how long. Just do it whenever you can.
2: He got a great lesson from Holly, so... Um, <laughs> he
1: did, he did. So it's he, he's whoopsies. all
2: sorted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whoopsies! <laughs> Her cowboy boots I can't get on board with. Those white cowboy boots. Yeah, they are a lot. Can't. Can't do it. And they're not the first cowboy boots we've seen her in. She had those no. red ones as well. She's packed all the cowboy boots.
2: You can fit a lot of beer in those, though. They're my favourite couple, though, I think. Okay.
1: Holly and Andrew. <sighs> oh. Holly and Andrew. Before we get to the dinner party, we've got Holly and Andrew to get through. For Intimacy Week, um, it was a just a train wreck. Uh, he she did the cupcakes at the end of last week, and he said it was a nice gesture, but he expects an apology. And, for, what? for um, what
2: again? what's she done? Oh, she she yelled at him that one time. She, she yelled at him. Voice. She yelled at him. Yeah.
1: Um. She gets Anthony over for a power, which is a great call because he's a great guy. And Anthony does this amazing thing where he just he calls Andrew out like in a caring way, but he definitely doesn't let shit slide. Now remember back to Gonzo who's the closest thing we have to Andrew, Mm. right, from a previous season. And he was mates, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was mates with this dude who just honestly backed him up for all his terrible decisions, never Mm. called him out, It became a source of tension in his own relationship because he wasn't calling out Gonzo's bad behaviour. And and here we are with Anthony just being like rock-solid
3: dude, being a friend, still calling him out though. Mm. Just a great guy. Great but line. also how crazy that like the moral king of the show all he says is you need to just let her talk. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> like <laughs> it's really crazy. Um he Andrew then
1: writes this letter. And tries to explain away his behaviour by saying he wrote leave, or he nearly wrote, well, he wrote leave and crossed it out because he is scared of rejection. Like, that's his big thing is he's scared of rejection. And he does, he's very good at crying on command. He's very good at going beet red. He goes beet red at this flick of a... Very red with the tears. I think forcing tears out... At that sort of pace, it's a physical strain, yeah. Yeah. and so he is—he is going
3: <laughs> red.
2: It's, it's a whole of body effort. Um, <laughs> he is actually a terrifying person. I
3: call bullshit on this. He—he he rejected her. He has done nothing but reject yeah. her this whole time. You yeah. can't do that of and course, then go. Oh, of well, course, I'm scared of rejection.
1: Like. It gets worse at the dinner party, but just Honestly, before we even get there.
2: It's very... You're going to have another boho princess. Mm, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, he's just... He's just real... Um, it's just quite like like it's just, it's obviously mass is just this amazing kind of gaslighting um factory but it feels like the way that he will sort of switch from like a really quite well articulated seemingly whole of body contrition that sort of convinces her to try and let the whole thing go to just a cold like almost like like quite a frightening level of contempt and Dismissal, and and you see it. You see her sort of escalating and it kind of making her a retreat into her most kind of uh, fight or flighty, fight or flightish state. And you know, obviously, she does some quite hectic stuff as well by the end. But you know, when that 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 scene where they're looking into each other's eyes, mm-hmm. and she. It feels like chilled by the process. And then they did that amazing edit where they sort of replayed through a filter his kind of historic, some of the stuff he'd said to her. Um, that was just incredibly well-made TV and totally chilling. You're like, because having mm. them all stacked up like that yeah. and seeing just this look at this sort of impassive look on his face, I was just like, oh, he's. I don't like the fact that they're in a room together alone. Like, he feels dangerous to me.
1: I can see how he wins either people over though because as you say extremely poised they are not privy to all the stuff that we're seeing they're certainly not privy to what she's seeing and he is the worst kind of gaslighter Mm. in the sense that she's come away struggling to put her finger on or struggling to say what it is that he's done that has been so hurtful. When you're Mm. watching it, you're like, that's fucked up. But then when she comes to try and explain at the dinner party, all she can say is he won't let me finish my sentence. Yeah. Like that's almost all she's got. And everyone's like, well, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal. And it's because he's just like playing such insane mind games with her. And then, you know, saying, as you said, Duncan, like he'll just turn so quickly if things don't go the way that he wants, like, he's happy to take accountability. He's happy to apologise. He's happy to take the high road or whatever. But the moment that she doesn't just acquiesce to that, he then instantly spins and basically undoes all the
3: nice things that he might have said
1: because he just clearly didn't mean them.
3: He's got this thing where he thinks he can do anything if he caveats it with, and that's what a leader does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which just, like, makes no sense. Like, he's just... Seems to have digested so much self-help, fucking motivational yeah. speaker bullshit, and he's using it, he's like weaponized it, in quite an amazing way. And you see, how, you saw how he won everyone over. Him saying that leader thing is basically saying, "I didn't mean the apology. I did it
1: to to kind of set a precedent mm. to show yeah, what sh- yeah. what should be done. I'm giving you an example of what you should be doing." He's just super, super yuck. He's
2: he's, he's amazingly manipulative in that yes. he's like constantly trying to kind of control someone's mood and and their emotional response. And and you know like you know he, he that's that that incredible performance that he put on when he arrived to, to sort of set up her as the the villain in this um, at the dinner party. But like. I feel like when you what you see when you see his real character is when someone doesn't respond the way that he has intended te- yeah. them to via the manipulation, and that's when he flips into like, and that's when you sort of see him drop the act, like because mm. he's basically just trying to exert a level of control over his surroundings, and it, yeah, you know, I, I yeah. find him like like of all of the like we've seen a lot of obnoxious people on this show, but there's something about him that is just mm. a different kind of scary.
1: It's dangerous because he is very, very good at doing what he's doing, you know, like in terms of communicating with other people and getting them on side. He it's he knows exactly what he's doing, you know. Um, and then there's the dinner party. <sighs> oh, he called her a narcissist, by the way, which mm. is just um, not a very nice thing to do. The dinner party. A red mist has descended on the dinner party. Let's have a quick break, actually, and then we'll come back for dinner, shall we?
3: Love it. When you choose to invest, your money has power. Avoiding companies that finance weapons production or ignore climate change is important. But impact investing goes beyond just avoiding harmful behaviours. It's an opportunity to invest in companies that are actually improving the world. Invest in a better future with the Harbour Sustainable Impact Fund. Grow your wealth and make a positive impact on the world. This is not personalised advice. A disclaimer and the product disclosure statement for Harbour Investment Funds, issued by Harbour Asset Management, is available at harbourasset.co.nz.
0: Hi, I'm Brian Crump, host of Sci-Fi Sci-Fact, a new RNZ podcast in which we take some of science fiction's strangest ideas and explore if they could really happen. With the help of scientists from New Zealand's McDiamond Institute, we'll look at all your favourite science fiction characters, from Wolverine to Stilskin, Doctor Who to Luke Skywalker. You can find Sci-Fi Sci-Fact on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically anywhere you get your podcasts from.
1: Okay, sit down for dinner. Actually, come into a cocktail party first. Uh, Brenna and Tamara, huge fight before the cocktail party. Uh, all shot on the intern's phone, yes. it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they. someone was like the driver or someone was like, come on. Oh, I'm taking you to the... And they're having this big light and they just caught it on phones. On
2: and then um, uh, normally when that would happen, they'd make them arrive like last or something, but they were there first. It was a whole... It was a whole yeah, schmazzle. it was weird
1: because they did the whole voiceover said, like, everyone's ready and on their way to the dinner party except for one couple who are still in the middle of a fight. And, <laughs> yeah, yet and they, they still got their first... Somehow
2: had the huge fight and then <laughs> which Brent was still wearing his boardies and they raced to beat everyone there. Come on, voiceover.
1: Um, they had the tally up too loud. He had the tally up too loud was the problem there. And...
2: Uh, I actually get in trouble for that at home as well. So.
1: so did you feel like you could relate to Brent? Uh
2: yeah, I feel me liking to have things one notch louder than is comfortable, uh, is is an affliction. And I should be um allowed to <laughs> You wouldn't no, get called know. you like, wouldn't get but, called
3: but, the C word for it, would you?
2: Oh, I might. Really? I might <laughs> if two but in more, <laughs>
1: but in a more like we've been together for many, many years affectionate kind of a way, or like not, not in a Tamara way.
2: No, but I, I just, I've got to say, I find Brett Brent, um It seems quite agitated. But like, admittedly, obviously, he has that big foundational reason. But, um, but yeah, it's 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 ugly. The, these two fighting.
1: These two together, uh, like they fight in a very toxic way. Mm. They don't, they don't kind of have a constructive fighting style or something.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: therapeutic like that. Um, But anyway, so they they get to the party. Then uh, Andrew and Celine arrive at some point and everyone's thrilled to see them together, which is exciting. Uh, And Dom apologises to Andrew. And you know how last week I was out and Dom, I'm back in, I think she's great, I think she did the right thing. She kind of like got the information, realised that she had been too hasty in judging him and she came, made the first move to apologise to him for that, which I thought was extremely uh, gracious of her gracious, that's not the word you know. I no. also think Dom,
3: it I, I, Dom has the best uh fashion on the show, personal opinion. I love her style, I think she has like real cool clothes. I love how she always wears like orange and pink and like very bright colors. Shout out,
2: yeah, yeah, with yeah. the, 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 the pearl um, that sort mm. of pearl thing on her dress, is very cool.
3: And she had a Kappa, she had a Kappa sports uh
1: sports bra on the other day, and I was like, haven't seen Kappa for a while.
2: Back. Yeah, she, she's. She's a cool lady. Um, also called uh, Andrew a bit of a bush artist. This is an expression <laughs> I've heard before, but I fucking loved.
1: He is a bush artist. Like, I think he would call himself that as well.
2: Oh, that is true. 24-7, 365.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he really turned it on for everyone. He put on his best Andrew show, Uh Took full accountability for everything, but you know Holly's just being unreasonable and
2: cuddle pylon. He was. He was. That, was, just, that was too crazy. much.
3: I felt really angry, particularly at um, Liv. You know how Liv? Liv yeah. Went why, all why is in? it?
2: Like, come on, Liv. I
3: didn't understand it. Uh, and the experts were just like, they
1: were shocked. They couldn't believe that it was happening. they were like, you not all in the same room that we were in? Did you not see what was happening? Um, that is how skilled this man is. Uh, Dom was the only one who was kind of rolling her eyes at it all.
2: Yeah. I think it'd be good when um to see how that how that gets treated on the couch. The problem is, and this is the sort of the tragedy of it, right, is that like Holly's reaction to that that sort of situation that he engineered was so OTT that it ends up that they're kind of both as bad as each other is the sort of, um, yeah. the, the way that it's received by the group. And even the experts will have to spend some time on the other handing with her. Yeah. I um, mean, she
1: is annoying, I gotta say. Like, uh, you know, I mean, but, he's, he's dangerous. She's just, she's like a te- school teacher the way that she talks mm. uh, and not, and not a nice one, not a Miss Honey. Um, she also did that weird grand entrance, which I don't think helped her case at all because no. it made her look like, you know, he's just been in there weeping with everyone all on top of him. And then she comes in and she's like, here I am, mm. single and ready to mingle, you know? And it just kind of like, it, it brought into his story yeah. rather than. Presenting her own, but, but I mean,
2: she can do what she likes. I'm just saying. Just, yeah, but but her whole performance there, even you know, obviously, like I don't want to harp on it, but the sort of intimacy instructional uh, for for Al, like there was just a whole lot of um, of Holly in a way that um, like like, like it, it just was. She couldn't have performed up to Andrew's assigned narrative for her better, which is, um, mm. is just a bummer. Yeah,
1: yeah. She's really dominated the whole week, I
3: feel. It was mm. unfortunate as well that we got the edit. Well, they included on camera her saying the line, he made me feel less than dirt, which is, you know, a great line. But she said it three times, <laughs> you know, like it yeah. starts to kind of show yeah. the uh, performance a little bit. And we know Shinpo.
1: she's had that amazing impression of Alessandra, which is like legitimately amazing. It was uncanny. She also... She does uh, impressions of Andrew, which are quite good. She puts on the American accent. Um, she did the show going... Like, she's an actress through and
2: through. So, Alex, She is
1: always on.
2: Do you, do you truly think that she is an actress placed on the I show don't or that, do not think I don't that think she that is anymore. an actress who happens to no, be on I, the show i
3: thought that maybe at the start that they were both there to teach us all a lesson for, uh, somehow but i don't think the lesson is clear enough <laughs> um after what happened at the dinner party i did think maybe it was going to be like and this is gaslighting in the show trying to like make up for allowing a lot of that in, historically in the past without calling it out but the narrative is not uh was not clear enough (laughs) for it to be fake. (laughs) Like, I just think they're just two very outlandish characters, but she did have the actor energy from the very (laughs) start.
1: She does, and I'm not sure that she's there for love. I certainly think that there might be a little bit of... um, But she might be there for love, might be there for a baby, might be there for exposure, but no one talks like... I shan't put up with this anymore. I know
2: how funny. And old I fashion. needn't have
1: bothered. Like that's elocution stuff, right? I
2: know the shan't and the needn't was really amazing. That's a great pickup up, Jane.
1: <laughs> uh, the, our other big news at the dinner party was Mitch and Ella. This just—it's just weird how quickly this has become. Like he's become a dick, mm. like a mm. proper grade A dick. And I—I I, I retract everything I said about wanting to like. Get cosy with them. I don't anymore, thank you very much. Okay? Probably not noisy enough anyway, you know?
2: (laughs) Um, Just quickly, like, when when you're watching that with the experts, I'm so curious about this, like, because there was a lot going on during that period. Like, do they produce this, like, a live sporting event where they've got, like, you know, like a, a, you know, where they've got, like, an OBC with you know all of the different feeds and a director kind of jumping between cameras according to what's you know for, for the experts so that they can commentate live or, or are they or is this not as live do they get like a rough cut of the thing I'm, get, I'm real curious about they'd the they
1: get, get a rough cut,
3: cut. yeah and like I said
1: they stroke. are not on the other they're not on the other side of the wall at the time the dinner partys happening watching it they, 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 they've deliberately made it feel like that and they do it well enough that I buy into mm-hmm. it do you know what I mean like I I, I I suspend disbelief and I watch that and go, the experts are watching from the other room. Mm. But they're definitely not when you think, like when you just think about the logistics. There's no way that the crew, they've edited it and they've given them an edited version and then they pop them down in front of it and. And it's, it's a lovely thing. They do sell it very well. I also
3: like when they have the really big reactions, like when they go, whoa, <laughs> like when yeah, Holly Owens yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also really like that in the, preview, in the preview for this
1: week when they talked about, um, or no, for the whole entire season, they showed John saying, that is not something we've ever had on the show before. And I was like, what could it possibly be? Because we have had so many crazy dramatic things. (laughs) And that something turned out to be Holly dragging her chair like a child down to the other end of the table. (laughs) (laughs) With extra, I'm certain they put an extra noise, like sound effects over there. It was so good. Yeah, there
2: was super (laughs) Foley energy, yeah. I actually love the experts this year. Like historically there's always been that thing of like they're not necessarily calling certain things out or... I just feel like they're all performing really well. John's got this, like, there's a new sheriff in town kind of energy. Alessandra is, like, legitimately breaking walls. Like, it's just quite fun, you know?
1: I love it when John does this face, the, the, like the fooling back, like he's practically, you know, yeah, that one where he's just sort really of like, <laughs> while someone's talking, you wouldn't have seen that face, but you know the face that I'm talking about, uh, which is just really like, are you fucking serious? Like that's kind of what his face is saying. Oh,
2: it's, it's, it's also like a, oh, that's very strange, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's so cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's, it's a multi-use face. It's great. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I mean, we, we kind of brushed over Mitch and Ella, but, you know, you heard the clip at the beginning of the show, he mm. was a, a dick, and I just think that there's going to be bad things ahead for these two, which is really sad because they start out so well.
2: Well, she's just very emotionally intelligent and sort of understands what's going on with her whole thing. And mm. Mitch is like, if you try and get him to penetrate anything <laughs> like remotely deep, he, is, he react, reacts really negatively to it, and it doesn't feel good. Here, he right.
3: seemed, um, he yeah. seemed. Not that this is an excuse, but I thought he was quite drunk at that dinner party. Right. The level of aggression, the swearing, the yeah. looseness. I don't know. I still, I mean, I obviously hate him now, but <laughs> I wrote Mitch is a tool in a turtleneck, the end. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But but it was like a different turtleneck, right? Like as though the previous one was like a mock turtle turtle, and this was like a full skivvy. And I was like, I mean he just looks really good. Next
3: next week he'll be in like a full
1: balaclava. (laughs) I apologize for not being on Turtle Watch. obviously I haven't been paying as much attention. Can we just leave that with you, Duncan? Can that be your Yeah no,
2: absolutely that's that's um that is absolutely my 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 only (laughs) assigned role in this production (laughs) is looking out for skivvies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's it, old old mate um, Andrew walked off, I feel like he'll be back, (laughs) I feel like it's the last we've seen of him, Uh, so it's going to be another rollicking week from the Sky Suites, which I was going to say before and I didn't get to because you cut me off and you never let me finish a sentence, (laughs) the Sky Suites, one minute walk from Nando's. Wow. One minute.
2: Yeah. If you've never listened
1: to this podcast before, then that will make no sense, but for those of you who've been around a while... One minute walk from Nando, so great selling point for the Sky Suites.
2: I'm going to Sydney.
1: Okay, that's our podcast for this week. We'll be back for week four of Married at First Sight AU next week. Please do join us and please do share this podcast with everyone you know. Rate and review. Give us a, a like and subscribe. Tag your flatmates. Tag your mum. We are out. Thank you very much. T.I. here. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Alex. See you next week.
0: Just quickly, if you're enjoying this podcast and value what we do at The Spinoff, please consider joining The Spinoff members. All our mahi is made possible by our members, and we wouldn't be here today without their support. Tau mai and head to thespinoff.co.nz slash members to sign up. Kia ora e te te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff.